Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, talking through a computer mic instead of my real mic because it doesn't work anymore. Joining me is Rob, talking through probably his mic? Yeah, I'm definitely talking through my regular mic. So, you're welcome for the subtle subtle tones of of New Jersey. <laughs> In the background? What, what, are, yeah. what are you dealing with? A little bit of a white out there? How, did, how bad did that storm end up being? We got a, we got a little a foot of snow outside. Uh, it's still coming down. And if you do you hear that subtle grinding and moaning in the in the background, that is not me having fun with industrial strength power tools or <laughs> sexual love devices that may be injuring myself. Those are those are snow blowers and snow plows and things of that nature going around. So oh, I apologize for the the background noises, but, but doesn't people matter. are just trying to live their lives, you know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, people are here to listen to fantasy, fantasy goodness, how bad we're going to rank on Spurs now because, you know, their whole season is down the drain. Everybody should panic. <laughs> and Spurs them. They should, they should all panic. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be, a, you know, it's a one week and then another two off and then we're back at it basically for the duration. So, you know, this is the one, one week where, um, you know, if you're still holding on to your wild card, do it, do it for one more week because after this week we should pretty much know the rest of the schedule for the for the rest of the year who's playing the double game weeks who's setting up where and what so yeah continue to hold it's a hold on the wild card for now yeah i agree with you there um you already alluded to what's happening at tottenham despite winning 6-0 against millwall it seems harry kane will be out for a few weeks um my original guesstimation was four to six. Then they said season ending. I was like, I mean, even if it's a bad high ankle sprain, that's still like six to eight. Now we've come back to it was better than the Sunderland one, which kept him out for seven weeks. But say we're back in that kind of four to six range. But it definitely hurts a whole lot of Spurs players, as we'll get to uh, in a little bit. Um, but as for the wild card, I agree with you. People shouldn't be uh, using it just yet until we know exactly where they're going to shift some of those fixtures. Um but we do know now uh, the teams that are quote-unquote blanking in 34, which is Tottenham, Arsenal, City, Chelsea, Southampton, Leicester, West Brom, and Sunderland. <laughs> but um, the interesting thing is that it looks like 34 is going to be one of the available midweeks mm-hmm. for a double game week. So some of those teams may not actually quote-unquote blank in 34 because they'll play in the midweek of 34. Yep. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It looks like the double game weeks are going to be 34 and 37. So just yeah. kind of keep an eye on that. I do agree with Rob. A lot of people are in a lot of bad ways right now. It looks like there might be a template being about to start forming again. Um, so if so, if you want to use your wild card coming out of the international break, I suppose you could. Um, I'm, I may wait until around 34, but I am not going to wait for 37 like I did last season. I think both nope. of us admitted that in the end that it <laughs> that did not work uh, the way we had hoped. But um no. Yeah, I, for me, I, I'm, I'm going to guess I use it in in 33 if I had to guess. Well, I think that you can. There's a there's a strong enough contention that when you come out of this break in coming into week 30, that by knowing what the schedule should be and who's available, hmm. the amount of players that are are double gaming that you could you know you know uh, wild card in during that to build your team to week 34 is there. I wouldn't wait directly to week 33 because I think there's a lot of teams like you said in a bad way here, and I think that that. You know, a lot of players need to be shifted around, um, especially in the forward ranks. You know, look what's going on. Harry Kane and his ownership, a lot of people gambled and held on to him. Uh, Ibra's out for two more game weeks. Um, you know, 
uh, how many people are going to hold on to Sergio Aguero? He's already he's already going to drop. I think he's going to drop in price because he's being dropped. He's being transferred out, which is surprising because of the options that are at the forward spot. You know, currently it's basically you know Costa, Aguero, Lukaku, some formulation of those three. Maybe maybe a Gabbiadini in, mixed in there, and then maybe some punt options with Lorente, who's you know iffy because he came off with a little knock. And then, you know, then you still have the Troy Deanies and, and Jermaine Defoe's of the world that are, you know, still in the rankings there that, that are, you know, equal contributors to their position. But, you know, there's, there's just so many better options right now. People have a lot of money to shift around because two of the high-priced options, Harry Kane and Ibra, are out, you know, for the, for at least two weeks for with both of them. And then Kane possibly four to five weeks after that. Who knows, you know, when he's actually coming back. But... You know, yeah, and to clarify, uh, Spurs did not release a timetable. That was just kind of guesstimation on just too much sports having been watched by my eyes over the years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say I think he probably comes back the the week after, you know, April 15th. I think that, you know, there's three quick week, three quick game weeks in a row, April 1st, April 5th, and April 8th for Spurs. So those three are definitely out, I believe, because of the quick turnaround. I don't think that he'd be back in time for those. And then the week after that is they play on the, the Saturday, April 15th. I don't it's think that – yeah, that'll probably be – that may be the, the uh, you know, the jumping off point. Maybe, maybe not. He yeah, may be a what, sub what in that what game. What I'm thinking is they may hold him for that Chelsea match, which is midweek. Or Arsenal at the weekend, which is what they did last time. We thought he was going to be ready a week early. Then they waited for the North London Derby to roll him out because, as I mentioned to you in text earlier, um, Tottenham very big on waiting till somebody's fully healthy before running him out there. Like we won't do that like twenty minute sub or anything just to like check the legs under him. We tend to just play somebody once they're ready. Yeah, the the thing with that is, and I even mentioned it to you off the air. I said we may have a we may have a better timeline down the road, but that first game he comes back. I don't think there's a chance that he plays a full ninety in that game. So you're running the gamut of you know waiting to see, hoping he he shows what he is and not getting re-injured. So you know yep. just every, everybody who's waiting on Harry Kane, it's a safe to drop him, safe to move elsewhere, allocate your funds elsewhere, um, go pick up Sam Samer Nazari who just got red carded. Um, as you can <laughs> tell, we're watching this live as as Leicester's beating Sevilla two nil. Um, so yeah, but but. Yeah, Harry drop Kane, all Harry... your Leicester players. They're gonna keep playing in the Champions League. Yep, they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna win the league. They're gonna win the league again. If they oh. win the Champions League, oh, man, it's so awesome. It's just such a strange story. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> we got kind of sidetracked it's, there. Hey, it screws up fourth place in the Premier. It, it would. Thought. It would screw up fourth place in the Premier League. That's how <laughs> Arsenal is gonna finally miss out. Um, but uh, sorry, getting back to double game weeks, I do think it's worth noting that not a lot of teams have good-looking double no. match weeks. Arguably, Middlesbrough has the best, and I don't think you can trust any of them at the no, moment. No, zero. They, they don't score enough to, to you know even go to prom. Yeah, they, couldn't maybe. Even score, they couldn't even score <laughs> they a prom. They couldn't even score a prom. I mean, maybe Fabio, maybe. I mean, if you want to take a... But not in this format. I don't think he, you know, the, yeah, the official game doesn't reward enough for crosses and interceptions and, and, you know, facilitation play that's secondary to goals and assists. You know, I think Fabio is a fantastic play in other formats like Playtaga or, you know, even Goal.com mm. or, um, you know, DFS formats. But yeah. in, in the official game, he doesn't do enough tallies. And, and I don't think they, they, you know, they don't score as a team enough to even warrant that as a defender. Yeah, I think Arsenal probably have the best. The two most likely situations, again, follow at Ben Krellen on Twitter. He's an absolute must-follow for FPL people. But it looks like Arsenal or Chelsea will have the best doubles. 
Arsenal being either Stoke and Leicester or Stoke and Sunderland, and then Chelsea being most likely West Brom versus Watford. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, outside of those, there's not a lot of good... Tottenham and United are going to take points off each other. Um, yeah, it's just not looking super pretty. But uh, anyway, we've we've kind of divulged a lot of random information. <laughs> we'll let you take that in and use it however you will. Um but we got to get into some of these uh, either-ors, which Rob kindly did the majority of preparation for. And by majority, I mean all. But technically, uh, doing all of something is still the majority because yeah. to zero. I did, <laughs> I did, I did H-level preparation. H-level preparation. Wait, is that 4-H? No, preparation H. So preparation. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. I, well, I was to this weird 4-H place. Wasn't that like a thing in school? like a boys and girls club kind of thing i, I think huh. where kids go and meet and do an arts and crafts and make like uh you know popsicle stick oh, log macaroni habits. necklaces yeah macaroni necklaces or hand turkeys or something yep. like that standard yep yep, 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 Pop- yep. oh popsicle picture frames with yeah. the popsicle or, or popsicle like log cabin pencil holders or something oh, like that yep mm-hmm. you gotta I'm use dumb. that that super glue yep so uh yeah as kevin <laughs> alluded to previously before our shenanigans uh we like to do either or. It's guys that are in the know, in the know price-wise, or because something interesting happened in the news. So uh, a lot of these are going to be Spurs-based, and they may be you know, a trickle-down theory into the either or. But I'm, I'm going to go right first to it because you know Spurs is a fantasy commodity. They do have several fantasy options there that people can choose from. Youngman's son, Ali, Erickson, and obviously you know Danny Rose and Kyle Walker when they do get fit and healthy. Uh, so my first one to you, Kev. Is Youngman's son or Della Ali? Uh, surprisingly, Della Ali. Maybe not surprisingly. I, I thought I was going to be very son promoting. Um, now that Kane was gone, it, it, you know, it opens up a spot in that eleven. Youngman's son obviously has uh, done a, a fairly decent job this year. His past ten goals on the season uh, in all comps. I don't know where he is exactly in the Premier League. He said as he was stalling to bring that up. Um, but yeah, I think it's Del Ali. He's been in absolutely ridiculous form the second half of the season. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think he's the best one. Erickson tends to fall off when Kane is gone. He only managed one assist the last time Kane was out um, for five matches, which I think is what Rob and I were kind of <laughs> talking our way around. Is probably about how many Premier League matches he's going to miss again here. Because um, there will be the international break in there as well. But you know, th- somewhere between... Three and five Premier League matches. Um, so yeah, Erickson also doesn't do the trick. I think Ali is a player that can do it on his own, um, which I think is very uh, important because you know some some of the team play stuff might not be there. I mean, if Lamella was still there, I feel like that would benefit because it's just another kind of creative influence that can also put goals away. But as as of now, it, it's probably Del Ali. Although in um, other formats, I think Jansen could become very interesting. Uh, because he did score against Millwall. Not saying that's difficult to do, but th- I could see a realm in which Pochettino trusts Jansen, or maybe not trust, trust probably isn't the right word, but he just scored in that. See if we can't get his momentum going. Play him this weekend against Southampton. See if he can't get on the score sheet and then keep get that spiral going upwards. Um, but I wouldn't trust doing that in this format. So yeah, I, I think Della Ali is probably the most ownable Spurs player at the moment. Probably alongside Kyle Walker, to be honest. Yeah, but um, uh, of the attacking players, probably Del Ali for sure. And great save by Casper Schmeichel. Uh, yeah, it was penalty so, save by Casper Schmeichel in the championship on, St- on Steven and Zanzi, who yep. takes the PKs for Sevilla for some reason. Yeah, but anyway, he was really uh, good at Stoke and has been very yeah, good at Sevilla. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so 
So keeping on the Spurs tip here, uh, you know, you 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 picked Ali over Sun, and I agree with that. Uh, the thing that's against Youngman Sun for me is that the, with the international break coming up, he's going to play an extended schedule with South Korea, his two games in three days there, and then has to come back and play for Spurs after that again. Mm. So I'd be worried about a fitness level for him. Um, that's an excellent and, point, and Pochettino tends to not play players that have long distances after international breaks. He tends to rest them for the first match. So that, that uh, actually kind of ties in with my Jansen thing. That's a great shout by you. And I'm, and I'm no Magellan, but South Korea is nowhere near London. <laughs> it's, it's pretty not close. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm not good with, good with maps or chartography. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not very close. Um, so my, my next one is very, it's another Spurs related to, to him. Would you would you trust Christian Eriksen or Della Ali if if you had to if it had to come down to it? I accidentally already answered that. I'll, I'll take Della Ali. All right, still Della Ali. I would still agree. I think from Eriksen with his play without Kane there is significantly drastic from when Kane is actually in the lineup. And I think you said it best. I think Ali can create his own goodness. And I'd be so bold to even use the same thing you said again, but make it dirtier. Della Ali likes to do it himself. So. <laughs> We got a we got an early title nominee. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that probably I think that that clears up our. Actually, I got one more, but it's a half of one. So uh, my next one is a uh, guy who's basically the most informed player currently in the official scoring uh, format. That's Dusan Tadic, who for Southampton they do have a tough matchup this week with uh, Man United. Uh, let me go back to the schedule here, so I don't slink a doof. Uh, <laughs> Oh, they play they play Spurs this week. I apologize. They do. Uh, and and che- and a Chelsea midfielder who goes underlooked because I think he's overshadowed by a player who's more expensive on his own team. So Kevin, mm-hmm. Dusan Tadic or Pedro? Pedro actually plays ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take Pedro. I I stumbled upon a ridiculous stat. I don't know if it was before the last match week or if it was this match week. But whenever I saw it, it was true at the time, which was any time Dusan Tadic has played more than seventy five minutes in a match, he's had a goal or an assist. Yep. But it's only happened, I think it was seven or eight times. <laughs> so it's like, um, well, what do you do? I mean, if you can predict when those matches are going to be, great, and kudos to you. But I, I surely don't know when those matches are going to come because it's not just that he isn't getting starts. Sometimes it's that he's getting starts and held off at the hour mark. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, that's just incredibly frustrating. I like what Pedro's done of late. Two goals and two assists in his last five matches. He's up against Stoke. Um who have uh, a worse home record than they have away record in terms of yep. goals conceded. So, yeah, I like Pedro. I, I, if it hadn't been for these blanks, I probably would have already brought Pedro in. Yeah, and I, I actually had that stat with me because uh, I looked it up before with Dusan Tadic. He has five five, uh, five consecutive games with a goal and assist when he's played over 70 minutes. Yep. So there it is. So th- there it is. I'm backing up Kevin's uh, research, dynamite research and, read, and reading ability for Premier League. <laughs> I, I, I would probably, I would go I would go Pedro as well. Uh, I like I like Chelsea's little run they got going here against Stoke, and then they play home to Crystal Palace. I think those are both games that they Chelsea could get on the score sheet multiple times. Um, and Pedro has been involved, like Kevin said, two goals and two assists in his last five. I think five, yeah. five, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's definitely filling the stat sheet just enough, and his price point is cheaper than the uh, cheaper than the average bear, but not expensive into the Alexis Sanchez's <laughs> of the world. Yeah, I, so. I have a question for you now that I'm looking at it because they're both on my team now. If uh, people are double struck by Kane and Ibrahimovic issues and can mm-hmm. only do one, 
Would you rather have Lukaku, who's obviously been in ridiculous form, he's only blanked once in the last five, or would you rather have Costa? You know, Everton plays home to Hull this upcoming game week, and then they're at Liverpool. Um, you know, I'm worried about the Lukaku news. We didn't touch on this in the beginning, that he's oh, not going to sign an extension yeah. for Everton. I wonder how that is going to affect his play, and if Komen is going to basically strangle him to death and maybe not even play him. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally thought that the first time, but I was like, you know, like a spite-your-face kind of move. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, they want I, the money. They, they need yeah, to keep seeing him playing for him. And also, to be fair, I think that Lukaku has known that he wasn't staying for a while. The thing that oh, changes yeah, now absolutely. the public knows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to turn down 140,000 pounds a week and not blink an eye. I because did he's it to get, do this podcast. He's going to get it somewhere <laughs> else. I mean, I do it every day. I make 140,000 pounds a day. Right, yeah. Um, but my did pounds you know, are, oh, people listening at home, it's because we actually invented Google. Yeah, no, we, we invented Post-its. Uh, for Google. Special yeah, Google brand Post-its. Yeah, there you go. That are technologically advanced, so whatever you write on them automatically goes into your phone's calendar. Yeah, and that doesn't sound like it's like it's TM'd, so we're TMing that. Right? <laughs> well, we're in a weird realm of digital copyright because this is on the internet, and we're technically the whole. It's a whole situation. Is this but, like is this is this like communication maritime law, where like <laughs> you go out and claim space that isn't actually claimed, like like the yeah. moon or Mars? Right, and then it's like the whole pirate thing from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Martian. Um, yeah. the Martian, right, right. Uh, so for people uh, that have stuck around through that ridiculous bit, we're, we're not on that kind of wages per week. Um, but Lukaku will be, and somewhere big. I, yeah. I, for some reason, I think Madrid makes sense. I, I've seen people say that maybe he isn't qualified enough for that yet, but listen, the, the physical potential is hilariously there. And if, yeah. he, if, and if this is the final step was him gaining consistency, we're seeing it right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he, he could definitely be playing at not just a bigger club, but a big club full stop. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's premier league teams that are lacking a key player that have the money. I mean, you know, West Ham doesn't have the Payette money anymore on the books. True. I'm not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a fit and it's a natural, you know, conversion to a, to, you know, move to West Ham. I just don't think he fits into their system currently. Oh, I have a new idea. Costa ooh. goes <laughs> to China. Lukaku comes back to Chelsea for a third time. Yeah, I can see that. And then Demba <laughs> and Demba ba comes back as well. Right, and then Papi Cisse comes back, and it's just like the 2012 season all over again. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Book it. Yep. Um, yeah, so getting back to your question, Lukaku or Costa, I'd probably lean, oh, I, th- I think I'd rather own the Chelsea midfielders over Costa, and you're probably owning a Chelsea defender in there. Mm. Um, so I'd probably lean Lukaku. Slomani just missed a golden opportunity. Yeah, that was a brilliant little take. (laughs) Um, Fair enough. And then while we're talking about Chelsea players, I'm just curious to get your take on Eden Hazard as a Blues fan yourself. Um, Because it seems like he does more in-match than he does out of it, but he also has two goals and two assists in his last five matches. Is that somebody you're ever going to buy in on, or is just the price is too high for what you get return-wise? You know, my last uh, either-or was Hazard or Sanchez. Well, here we go. Sanchez um, for me. Yeah, it's easily Sanchez. There's the blank rate is basically, you know, it's, I think it's like 11% on the year or something like that. One in like, his last 10. And, he, and he's got blank. he's only got he's only got 3 or 4 in the whole year, so it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. And he'll have a double he'll have at least two. one double game week, but it could be two. Yeah, it could be two possible game week, double game weeks. 
Um, yeah, it's I, I comparatively speaking, I don't think you could possibly get both Hazard and Sanchez into your team at the same time. So I would probably lean Sanchez only because Jamie Vardy just skied one to the moon. Um, <laughs> he listened to Bruno br- Mars too much. He put is, his shots up to the moon. This is brilliant, brilliant podcasting that we're podcasting live <laughs> Leicester results as they happen. <laughs> but not live as you're listening to it. Yeah, no, no. If you're listening, if you're like, oh, my God, they're playing, they're watching the game right now and they're talking about it. No, we, we, it's, this is yesterday, people. He just beat himself gonna, up in yeah. his whole face. Yeah, Jimmy Vardy's a, a monkey. He's a big monkey he's, beat. He's hey. crazy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Alexis Sanchez is the play for me. Like yeah. I said, I don't think you can get both guys in there and diversify your lineup enough with the double game week guys that are going to be available because you're going to want to be picking and choosing because there's going to be like, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams to, to, to pick talent from. So I don't think you want to commit, you know, the 11 dot whatever Sanchez is and then the high 10s for Hazard. That's that's a big chunk of change. And then you kind of want money on the forward ranks with with Ebra when he comes back because they do double. Um, you know, if you're still an Aguero believer that he's going to do something good, they, they'll double once. But I know they have United on one of those slates. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's Alexis Sanchez for me. Yeah. Uh, would you mind hitting up with hitting us uh, with some of those their price changes? Price changes. I still have some more questions because their price changes are a little they're a little bleak this week. So oh, I'm gonna. I have a, I have a couple more questions for you, Kevin. All right, let's go for it. Um, is it too late to buy in on Josh King? Nope. Okay. I mean, the goals the goals are ridiculous in form. I think he's on eleven goals, seven in his last five. Yeah, it's great. It's crazy. You know, Bournemouth, they, they have a, a decent enough upcoming fixtures. They, they're at their home to Swansea, and then they're at Southampton the next two. Yeah, um, the matchups get bad, but at that price for somebody that, you know, often plays up front and also mm-hmm. looked like he lost the penalty job, but then the other guy lost it back. Yeah, so I think King might be back on penalties again. Yeah, the, the thing I don't, the only thing I don't like is um, I think you can ride Josh King until the double game week start coming because Bournemouth doesn't have a double, I don't believe. No, they don't. But they also um, won't blank, which has Yeah, they also value. won't blank. But then but then you get into the points is is two games of, you know, someone at a similar price point in the fives, you know, worth yeah, more than than Josh King. But, but so if, I, if people are gonna use their wild card, you do wanna like half and half it. You want oh, you absolutely. want players that aren't gonna blank at all and then you double around them. Yeah, absolutely. But it's always good to have, you know, 11 guys True. double. <laughs> it's, <sexy. laughs> right. it's a sexy proposition, yeah. but uh, it's not always doable. Um, and then my last one is, um, is Ross Barkley getting enough fantasy attention right now? No. Right? No. Nope. I mean, I we are the biggest, like, anti-Ross and Barkley. And Lukaku as well. We just hated pretty much all of Everton, except for Morales, who only started once every three matches. Yeah, but... Uh, we're starting. We're kind of becoming Ross Barkley uh, apologists here. Yeah. You know, look what he's done in his last. You know, four, five. He's got a goal and four assists in his last five. Mm-hmm. He's in the top ten in scoring in the last uh, that time frame for midfielders. Yep. And Everton uh, are passing the eye test as well. No, absolutely. And if you see what he's doing on the pitch, he's playing a little bit forward. He's getting lapped over by he's Davies. A bit on the right. Yeah. No. It's really interesting what they're doing with. Um, well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're using Davies Davies's uh, youth is what they're doing to track on the ball, which is completely smart and letting Lukaku go out to a wide side, whatever side he wants, close off that side of the field, and then Barkley slips in on the other the opposite side. So they're they're trying to press with 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 Tom Davies and you know have Barkley be that 
the facilitator role, and it, it's working. I mean, he's he's settling into the role, and he's not pouting, which was a big bad thing for Barkley. He always yeah. looked like he was he was a powder, and he was unhappy with where he was on the pitch and how much involved he was. Uh, yeah, because he's, still, he's doing stuff off the ball now. Absolutely, and he and he looks like he's contributing on both ends as well. So that's that's kind of important. So I so I I think people moving forward. I know Everton. They don't. I don't think they. Everton doesn't blank. They don't uh, have a double move coming forward. I don't think so, no. But no. but the matchups do seem rough on paper, but I'm not scared of Liverpool's defense. No, yeah. I mean, Hull, Liverpool, United, Leicester, Burnley, West Ham, Chelsea, Swansea, Watford, Arsenal. They have three out of ten games remaining that are probably a little bit difficult. Yeah, but uh, and, and they get Leicester and Burnley both at home. Yep. Both of whom have been very good at their own respective homes, but not yeah. so much away. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, I think... Seamus Coleman is an absolute must-own by everyone. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's the best fantasy defender in the for in the format. You know, Kyle Walker could be thrown in there as well. Um, you know, Marcus Alonso had had his moment in the sun, but I think Coleman for sustainability right now is the is is the primo choice. Um, I'll get into a little bit when I do start sits because I think it's it's time for people if you own uh, you know an ever an Everton defender or a double Everton defender because some people do. Um, it's time to move somewhere else, and I'll get into that in a little yeah. bit. Um, so, yeah, that, that concludes my either-ors and other questions that I had for Kevin. Uh, as I mentioned, the price changes are a little bit slow this week because uh, there's not many going on. I think people are waiting to see what happens this week and figure out – everybody's probably waiting for the Harry Kane news. So after tonight, uh, when you're – so basically yesterday in the in this podcast history is when everything's going to go on. But I'll go down the price changes. There was, there was only three. Basically, Martin Olsen went up. Uh, he's got 14-0, and 0 in his last four. He's basically hit or miss right now. Um, Swansea, Swansea is awful at home, so I don't recommend picking him up right now. Um, right, Kev, they have the worst home defense in the Premier Swansea, League. Is that, yeah. yeah. So avoid that Martin Olsen the temptation. Uh, Josh King has obviously gone up. For now. I'm way. interested I'm interested in that Swansea situation long term. But just mm-hmm. this week is... Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh King went up. Uh, 7 2, 13 2, 7 9, 18 in his last seven games. Um, he's pretty much nailed on. His price is in the mid fives. Um, if you can't if you can't afford him, you're doing something wrong. You need to steal something from somebody else to get him in your team. Even if he does nothing for the next couple weeks, you could say you tried. Uh, Lukaku's gone up as well. Um, he's probably the early move from Harry Kane that people were making. I think people were knew that Kane was going to be out for a significant amount of time, and they probably went that direction. Uh, he's now the most owned player in the Premier League at over 61%. So that's interesting note. Um, on the price downs, there was there was a couple more than I had listed, but the, the names were insignificant. Uh, Cesar Azpulcueta went down. Uh, Chelsea's defense has just not kept it clean recently, and I think people are moving away. People who are double-invested are just keeping Alonso and getting rid of you know, Cesar Azpulcueta. Jason Punchin went down for a Crystal Palace team that is very, very inconsistent. Uh, Leroy Sané has lost the luster because they don't have a double game week. Uh, Christian Benteke has one goal in his last 12. That's not striker Wait, mentality. City should, City should have a double game week. Well, I'm saying they're dropping him now that he doesn't have a game week. Oh, oh I got you. After okay. the double game week. Right, right. Uh, same thing with Guerrero. Double double game week. So people are, are uh, you know, moving elsewhere, moving the funds around to Costa or, you know, Gabby Adini and, and upping to Sanchez in the midfield. And then uh, – Peter Crouch had his time in the sun there for three weeks, and now he's back down. Uh, I don't see it coming back up. Stoke has a difficult schedule and difficult run in there, and they don't double. Or they do have one double game week. They won't have two. Um, but he's not someone you can rely on from the fantasy 
fantasy standpoint from the striker position. That concludes price ups and downs. Kevin, I told you it was bleak. Yep, you're not wrong. All right, well, now we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break, and I'm going to go check on a roast that's in the oven. Nice. All right, and we're back. After Rob gave me some very excellent advice about putting tinfoil over a roast to make sure it's cooked throughout, it's pork, and you don't really want to play that game. Um, although I've heard, oh, what was that disease that people used to be worried about, undercooked pork? Hey, salmonella? I know salmonella. I used to get my gabagool from him. All right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is time for starts and sits. Um, so for me, starting uh, up top, uh, I, it's cliche, but he's been brought in less than Costa, and it's Romelu Lukaku. Um, we did mention that there are some tough uh, fixtures on the horizon, but it's not this week uh, against Hull. It's Everton at home, where they've only lost once this season, have Everton. Uh, Hull continue to improve, but um, clean sheets still tend to not be there, so I, I think... Big Rom is somebody that you can definitely trust. Uh, as I mentioned, he only has one blank in the last five matches, uh, only three in the last ten. So, uh, it's, you know, like we were talking about Barkley, I'm surprised to hear myself say it, but I think you can finally trust these kinds of players again. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midfield, it's Josh King, and it's a duh. I wrote about him in my uh, Goal.com article last week, and my editor was like, wow, <laughs> you nailed it. I was like, it wasn't, you know, too crazy. But his ownership is still ridiculously low. His price is still low. And I don't know if you remember this, Rob. About two months ago when I was on Josh King, when you went um, Stanislaus. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up both being wrong for about a month. Um, I mentioned that uh, King had a really good shot accuracy percentage. Mm-hmm. Well, currently, his 65% shot accuracy percentage is the best among all players with 40-plus shots. That's Everyone. Pretty- that's pretty amazing. It really is. Um, so that's somebody that, you know, I know his name is kind of in the stars right now. But even with tough matchups, because of his price, because of his ownership, I think he's definitely worth considering. <laughs> and if you thought that was chalk, I mean, Sigurdsson, also, uh, along with Alexis, only two blanks in his last ten matches. Uh, and Bournemouth, their last clean sheet was before what major holiday, Rob? Um, Bastille Day. I don't know how close that is to Christmas, <laughs> but it's Christmas. Um, but anyway, th- those are both fairly obvious. Also, kind of as a side note, I'm sure everybody's super mad at Mane for not doing anything last week in a blank game week. A lot of people captained him and stuff. But I don't think this is the week to be getting rid of him up against Manchester City's aging wingbacks who are going to have no. two matches in four days. Like, yeah, uh, I think Mane could be... Sneaky here, especially as people are starting to just be frustrated with him again. Um, so I'm holding on to him personally. But anyway, just just a little, just a little heads up on that. Um, as for cells, uh, we don't do that yet. We talked to you about your starts and sits. Who you got for your starts and sits, Rob? Uh, on defense, uh, I like one Anthony Valencia. Middlesbrough is the worst Tony scoring v. team in the Premier League. Uh, I don't care that United's on the road. Um, well, I still like him for a cleaner. You, Middlesbrough have the worst home attack. 14 there goals. There you go. I knew they're, I knew it's awful. It's just uh-huh. even exemplified more when they're at home. Uh, through, the, through the midfield, I mentioned his name before with uh, in the either-ors. I'm going with Pedro this week. He's got two in, two goals, two assists in his last three. He's basically the anti-Ed Hazard if you don't want to spend the money and you already own Alexis Sanchez, but you want some Chelsea cover in the midfield. Uh, for forward, I kind of got a weird one. Um 
Sunderland plays home to Burnley, who is awful on the road. So I'm going to go with Jermaine Defoe as my forward. But I do have some – I have an interesting I have an interesting theory here of why I'm picking Jermaine Defoe. It is the third time this year that on the fourth game after scoring two goals, he he's going to score two goals. So basically he goes two goals, 0-0-0, and then he scores two goals. And then he goes 0-0-0, and then he's going to score two goals. So basically it's set up again that he's going to score two goals. Because it's 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 happened tw- third three times this year. He actually did one where he scored a goal in between, but that that kind of kills the stat. But it's a it's a plus anyway. So he's going to score two goals this week. So book it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So those are my starts. I'll jump right into my sits yeah. uh, on defense. Um, I don't trust the Bournemouth. The yeah, the Bournemouth defense. Um, you shouldn't really. Yeah. They, they they don't do anything significantly great defensively besides maybe draw a penalty and then don't take it. Um, yeah, so no cleans in the last nine. Um, so don't do it. Even if Swansea is bad or looks bad or you feel have a good feeling, don't, Which don't to be go. Fair, Swansea don't look nor are they bad now. Yeah, don't go the way of the cherries for defense this week. Uh, through the midfield, uh, Raheem Sterling. I think he's pretty much useless now that, that, that you know, City doesn't have a double game week this week. It Will he regain usefulness? Probably when they have a double game week again. But that's six weeks away. Here and now, Raheem Sterling to sit through the midfield. Mm-hmm. Look elsewhere. Invest your seven dot whatever in Pedro if you don't own him. Uh, and on forwards, I'm kind of going with the anti move here. Uh, you know, look at the transferred in rate of you know Manolo Gabadini, and it's telling you to everybody to he's bring he's being brought in pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, almost thirty thousand this week. You, you know, he's been transferred in twenty six thousand times two weeks ago, two hundred eleven thousand times a week ago. And he's already been brought in 28,000 times this week. Um, I'm going with the anti-move here because they are playing Spurs. Spurs is the best defensive team in the Premier League tied with Chelsea. And they are the best home defense in the Premier League. They only let up seven goals all year. I don't care how good Southampton looks on paper. Mm. They have not been a scoring consistently team all year until he got there. So, you know, yeah, one of these things is not like the other. Unfortunately, I don't like Gabby Dini this week to be that other. So, yeah. That's a really good counter call there. Um, for me, for myself, uh, first up is uh, Christian Eriksen. Um, mentioned him in the pre-show. Not in the pre-show, just earlier in the show. The pre- Wait, we had a pre-show? <laughs> yeah, you who didn't was, know? Who, who was hosted? Joan Rivers? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were talking about the fashion of all fashion? the footballers. Yeah, FPL, FPL wag fashion. <laughs> well, the F just stands for Fashion Premier League. Um, <laughs> we're going to pull like a little way and just keep making up all the things the F stands for. Um, but anyway, as we mentioned, uh, only managed one assist while Kane was out the last time. His price is still pretty high. As you mentioned, Pedro's there. You could shift down to him. Mane's around there. Sigurdsson's around there. So there are lots of other options that I'd probably rather have over this stretch without Harry Kane. <laughs> Kane is obviously also out. He's out for three to five matches there. Um, in defense, as an individual, Leighton Baines, um, just because Coleman's so much better. Mm-hmm. Like Baines just doesn't contribute anymore, and I know he was the penalty taker for years, but I honestly think Lukaku would take him now, um, just with the form he's been on and everything. Uh, I forgot to mention in midfield, Snodgrass, just one assist since he joined West Ham has been massively uh, disappointing. Lancini and Antonio, obviously much better plays there. Yeah, I mean, those are those are all good calls. Uh, I mean, 
you know, there's there's a lot of a's, yays and nays this week. You know, but and, and everybody's opinion varies on everybody. You know, some people are off of the Alberta guys. Some people love them this week. You know, some people love the Southampton guys. I'm personally off of them. Um, you know, everybody's believing that Nathan Redmond scoring two goals, you know, the previous game week is going to resonate over, you know, after a week off. Mm. And does anybody remember the first 26 weeks where, <laughs> you know, where Nathan Redmond did basically, you know, fuck all? He was, <laughs> I mean, in, both, he was in both of our uh, week one teams, right? Yeah, I I loved him coming into this season. Yeah. I thought he was I thought he had promised with Tadic on the other, you know, the opposite side. And then we found out that Tadic, you know, can't do doesn't like things in 90 in 90 set intervals. Hmm. So um yeah, I mean, so, he does you know, he does P60x. <laughs> yeah, he does P80 89.5. <laughs> that is a X. dated joke. Is that even still a thing? P9 uh, probably. It's got to be. Huh. I don't know. You say it, I believe it. Hey, what happened to your team this week? Oh, my team was blah. I didn't, I didn't really push to do anything, so I didn't really go crazy with transfers. Um, I shot myself in the foot because I wanted to bring Josh King in, and I didn't. And I'm a dummy, and I, I didn't want to take a minus. And I was just like, whatever. I'm just gonna roll with it. So I only had like eight guys in. I, I scored forty, so it's not awful, but it could have been better. Um, but yeah. So moving forward, um, I'm looking at my team right now, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. Um, I currently own uh, Leighton Baines, and I'm not liking not liking that move. And I also own two Chelsea defenders. I also don't like that move, but I think I could get through one week. And I'm probably going to plan to transfer my uh, wild card when we come out of the FA Cup break and see what's going on there, because we'll have a better idea, and I can stack my lineup with two or three guys uh, who have double game weeks for sure. And then the build up to then it'll be four game weeks, so I can bring in one every week or subtly bring them in as I go. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like my team right now. It sucks, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I only had 37 last week. Coleman, Sigurdsson, and Lukaku, the only people of note. Um, so that was pretty frustrating. This week, uh, I've already done Kane DaCosta, um, to avoid that whole issue. Um, <laughs> I'm currently, uh, gonna start Cedric against my own Tottenham. I currently have zero Tottenham players on my team now. Because I had already gotten rid of Erickson to go to Sterling for the double game week, and that turned into Mane. Um, and now Kane DaCosta. So uh, I'm not even betting against myself here. I think <laughs> Tottenham may struggle in that first match without uh, Kane, although, you know, you could point to the uh, Millwall match of things they can do without Kane to score six goals. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, that could be an interesting counter as Southampton defense this week um, that I'm sure a lot of people would naturally be trying to avoid. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I have Costa. I do have Smith, Brad Smith, still in my team somehow, which is shocking to me. And I looked at bringing in either uh, Mawson or um, um, Olson. Olson, yeah, this week. But Olson has a flag on him. And then I saw what we both mentioned that uh, Swansea actually have the joint worst defense away from home in the league. So now I'm just going to hold off on that. Um, I also have Snodgrass still technically, but he's on my bench and is definitely going to be shipped out next week. I don't think I'm going to take a minus at all this week. I'd taken way too many mi- minus fours of late, but I, th- I think I can roll somewhat comfortably um, here with. Uh, <laughs> I have Heaton, unfortunately, uh, then Cedric, Phil Jones, Seamus Coleman, Mane, Sanchez, Sigurdsson, Ryan Fraser. Man, was I off on that one. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, King's pretty good. But in the official game, I'm going to go for the differential with Ryan Fraser. Whoops. Um, then uh, Costa, Andre Gray coming off his brace against Sunderland. 
and uh, Lukaku up against Hull. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with all of that. For my captain choice, I'm thinking about sticking it on Mane versus City. I am not kidding when I say I like that matchup against those wingbacks. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, it's, a, I, it's a good tell. I'm, I might go Lukaku versus Hull if I want to be more chalky. But seriously, I think people are way sleeping on that matchup. Uh, which direction do you think you're going, Rob? Um, you know, I don't own Mane. I, I'm, I'm a Coutinho owner through the mm. midfield. Um, I have Lukaku. I'm probably leaning that way right now. Um, yeah, there's nobody else on my team that I really would love to, to slap the C on. Um, yeah, so it's looking like Lukaku for me. Fair enough. Also, apparently N'Golo Conte was at the match today for Leicester. Confirming that he is literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he is. He is literally everywhere. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we we seem to be hitting a little bit of these uh, shorter shows. We hope you guys don't mind that. Tweet at us. Why don't you? Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Let us Ask know us how you questions. think we're doing. Ask us questions. Tell Ask us, us questions. Hand- tell us how tell great us how we handsome, are. Tell us how handsome our voices sound. You know yeah. why? The last couple of weeks, we, we we just basically talked about Premier League. We never got divulged into how bad the Pirates are going to suck and stuff of that nature and how many people the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are losing through free agency. It's okay. Uh, I actually think we're going to get Dante Hightower. He left, I know he, left, he left without a contract. I know he did, but I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. I'm confident. I know everybody's saying, everybody's saying he's going to go back to the Patriots, but, I mean, with the, with the legacy of the Steelers, midfielders, and every, midfielders, goodness, <laughs> linebackers. Okay, that's just a sign that I need to be done. All right, Rob, tell where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie, or you can find my writings about the official game on Razzball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, uh, Kevin DeVries, at KevRuff on Twitter, lead fantasy writer over there at Goal.com. Be sure to go check that out. I also write for TheEaglesBeak.com, and we also do DF videos for VIPBet.com, so be sure to check all of those things out if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, full full action this week before a couple-week break. Um, I assume that we won't do a show next week. We might do a recap. I don't know. We'll see. We'll let you know. It's on our Twitters, at SmokeyLugie, at Kevroff, and at EPL Roundtable. Until then, we wish you all the best on your teams this week, and we'll catch you uh, sometime. Peace.